Hitting the Bachelor Zone. Welcome back to the Bachelor Zone, your spin-free zone for hard-hitting Bachelor stats and analysis. I'm your host, Michael Wally, joined as always by my good friends and fellow Bachelor pundit Zachary Pike. Hello. And the Czar Samuel Horowitz. Hello. Daniel A. Duddy's gonna be rejoining us next week. It may be six weeks until we have opening night where we'll see Becca Kay's highly anticipated second chance at love as part of the Chris Harrison system. But as we wait, even though there's a lot of downtime, inside scoops, hot leaks, and breaking news never sleep, especially not this past week. We've got a lot of breaking stories. We've got details about dates. We've got a contestant who has already got himself in a crappy situation and another contestant who has been flying under the radar but may already have emerged as a frontrunner for Becca Kay's heart. But first, we've got a detail about location for a date. Zach, um, where's uh, so we learned that a date is going to be in, uh, tell us where it's going to go down. That's right. So the Richmond Times-Dispatch reported uh, this last week that uh, the, I, we're assuming week seven, I think they're shooting right now, um, is they're shooting in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, there was reported that they were taping at the Carpenter Theater in downtown Richmond, uh, and that supposedly there's also a musical act uh, performing there. Morgan Evans from Australia, Australian country singer Morgan Evans, who we all know well. Yes. Oh, I don't love, know. Love that <laughs> so song. They're sticking, about <laughs> they're sticking with the game very by, much. By bachelor standards, we know him well. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, <laughs> similar to Lanco and those groups from last year. Um, and then also, uh, there's a number of sightings around town of Chris Harrison and Becca Kufrin. Uh, we know that a one-on-one date happened at a uh, small local coffee shop. It's hard. I don't know whether or not we can assume that this is a hometown or if it's not. That's the one thing that I was curious when I heard this story. I would feel like it has to be a hometown date because why would their budget out of all the places in the country in the world yeah. that you can go would you schedule it in Richmond Virginia which doesn't even have a professional sports team for Christ's sake that's right why would you choose to go there unless one of the contestants is from there originally mm. however why would you choose to have this this Aussie faceless nameless dude come sing when you could de- get D'Angelo you yeah. get Amy Mann from Richmond yeah. it's also it's, pretty it's pretty common that if you have a guest uh, artist like that it usually doesn't happen during hometowns am I correct on that that's I, true yeah and I think it's usually reserved for uh, yeah one on one dates within the context of uh, after group dates and things like that uh it's possible that you know the uh, the home of the confederacy there in richmond uh the capital uh, if it's uh someone's hometown maybe that could be interesting another thing that i thought was something to bring up is that uh richmond virginia is fairly close to virginia beach home of the burnhams and uh possibly uh i know we tease that there might be some kind of uh, re connection happening next season or you know something that, i don't know if they'll have to confront that geographically uh, being that close, but uh, other than that, I think it's uh, it, it might just be uh, one of those towns like a Fort Lauderdale from last season, or you know, uh, it's weird that this late in the quaint. season they'd be yeah, quaint, a quaint uh, locale. Uh, none of the Fort Lauderdale is necessarily quaint when I think of it, but um, <laughs> but I think uh, you know compared to Tuscany or uh, uh, Paris, which I think we were at at this point last season. Uh, Richmond is a weird choice, but it, it news nonetheless. So the Richmond Times Dispatch Maybe uh, she's reported. a big fan of historical figures. That could be it. They could be going to some Lots sightseeing. Of yeah. history happened in Richmond, Virginia. That's right. I know there's a number of living museums there that are pretty interesting to see. Uh, uh, some Civil War reenactments. So, yeah, who knows? It could uh, could go either way, but exciting news nonetheless. Uh, by all accounts, Lauren B. and Ari have settled into uh, their home in Arizona and are failing to whisper That's sweet right. nothings to each other as we speak right now. But who knows? She maybe could come back at some point and make, her, make her lack of presence felt. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> I hope she Hi. stays far away. I um, I feel like we've, we've got her fill of her, what she can handle. We've moved on for her. It's time for Becca to shine. Guys, the fact that it's in Richmond, we talked a little bit about the history of the place. 
does it affect strategy at all for these male contestants going after Becca's heart when, when you're in Richmond, Virginia? What do you think, Sam? I think love uh, has no boundaries. Yeah. And I think if you, it doesn't matter the location. They could be on Mars, for God's sakes, and it would not inhibit anything with this contestants. I think unless, uh, well, on Mars, you have to wear a, you know, a life suit and you, physical interaction would be a little difficult. As Lord but... B might know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> her, uh, she, yeah, she's traveled there several times, but that's, right. uh, but that's not her home planet, as we all know. We don't, we're not sure where Lauren B is from, what planet she's from. I think she's we... a Jupiter girl, personally. Yeah, it's true, yeah, that's true. Well, I, I got to agree with Sam here. Uh, as the saying goes, Virginia is for lovers. So I think, uh, it's that. yeah, it's a, it's a nice place to fall in love, uh, even though it has a sordid history with um, secession and all that. Uh, I think the main thing uh, to look out for is, is like we were talking with this Morgan Evans fella in those one-on-one dates where you have a, a you know, an opportunity to uh, do like maybe a dance in front of an audience or mm. those kind of intimate moments. If the guys can really step up to those sort of situations, uh, I think it is the hometown I, of Bojangles, by the way. So that's so right. da- tap dancing or some kind of dance something could like that. Yeah, well absolutely. There could be some uh, performance art happening. Um, it, beyond that, uh, the date possibilities in Richmond, I think, are probably going to be just like pretty classy dinner, a lot of one-on-one time, a lot of conversation time. I'm expecting and. Uh, yeah, at this point in the competition, the guys who are still left around are really going to have to focus on those things. Well, you get that hometown feel, and maybe perhaps Becca can get a feel for how they're actually, uh, these guys kind of settle in the hometown feel. Because she's a hometown kind of girl. She's not a big city kind of gal. And I feel like this is a big test, because if they're really antsy to move around, go to a club or something, you can really tell these guys are not suited for the family life. Yeah, I think this is where they're weeding out all the city slickers in her yeah, book. Yeah, absolutely. get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and and with, with weeding out these city slickers, when you think about the conversation that's going to flow in the history of the city, you think about the fact that this was where Patrick Henry uttered, give me liberty or give me death, one of the boldest statements that has ever been uttered, that been uttered in American history. You cannot get swept up in the moment when you yeah. think about things like that and about Edgar Allan Poe, one of the yeah. great uh, American authors in history. You need to, if that's in your game... T- that could influence you to maybe drop your first L-bomb of the season if you yeah, get swept away in it. Absolutely. If you're feeling it, if you, if the shot is there and you're a great offensive player, go for it, but you cannot get swept up in the moment either. You need to continue to play your game despite the surroundings, I think. Right, absolutely. and we believe, we believe that this is not a, a hometown, correct? I think uh, we're all consensus on yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going to say it's just, it doesn't it feels feel like too a hometown. Early. It's too early it's in too the early process. Yeah, yeah, we have another singer. two or three weeks of filming, and yeah, Usually it'll be we, it should be this week. They should be heading to hometowns. Correct. So the fact that this I I don't know unless their it's shooting tough. schedule somehow changed or they're flipping things around. I feel like yeah I, I agree yeah this could be a good opportunity for the L bomb. Give me liberty mm-hmm. or give me the L bomb. That's give right. Me, give me love or give me death. Yeah. V is it for L. Be, it could be that. And I can also I can see the teaser now like. We're at the home of where the second uh, Confederacy of the United States house was uh, w- was located, and tension is brewing in, in the Bachelor Mansion as well. You think like, they're going to say that? I think they're going to do something yeah. like that. Well, I think, I think they're, they're going to have now. a little sound effect where it goes, droom, droom, droom. the Bachelors are coming, the Bachelors are coming. <laughs> Was that in Richmond? That's the Brit- no, no, no. That's the British in Boston. I, I know that's yeah. the British. That's Cambridge. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was Richmond was Jefferson Davis in the Confederate. Uh, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll edit this part out so it's I don't okay. look so stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't expect that we're going to be see- seeing any red coats, but we are going to be seeing some uh, green and pink neon, uh, according to some reports. Uh, there's a date that involves trampolines. Zach, tell us a little bit about that scoop. That's correct. Yeah, People Magazine uh, is where this scoop is coming from, and this is uh, about a week and a half, a couple weeks ago now. So uh, apparently Los Angeles is also on the docket for them. Uh, This may have been a little older, so maybe three or four weeks, but uh, nonetheless, it's been fully released. 
now uh, through the sea or the, through the wall of NDAs. Uh, basically, that they are um, just Jared has reported on Twitter that they were seen the entire Bachelorette contestant group was seen uh, wearing. Uh, two different color outfits. So there was neon green, neon pink, assumingly uh, two teams, mm -hmm. possibly. Uh, and they were at an indoor trampoline park somewhere, uh, I believe, in the valley. Um, so this is interesting because it shows that there may be some sort of um, competition-based group dates happening uh, with the two different colors. You know. So, I, But the, thing, the question I have when I read the story was, uh, how do you make trampolining competitive? Is that even a possibility? Well, I mean, you can do if it's an indoor. If it's the one I'm thinking about in Tarzana, then mm -hmm. you have the indoor. Uh, you can do dodgeball, where it's, you got trampolines on the walls. Oh wow! So you the can trampoline is just literally bounce off the walls. My goodness! So it's something like a sort of like a, a extreme basketball sort of situation, kind or, or of, XFL, yes. or sort of bent rules dodgeball with a trampoline. So it, the trampolines are just incidental to the uh, the sport. Correct. Gotcha. It makes it a little more fun. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it could maybe be dodgeball, slam ball, something of the sort. But mm. for me, it's more about the competition underneath the competition. And what that is is when you have green and pink neon on, especially with headbands and you got the, the short shorts and the tank tops, you are vulnerable as a man. You were put in a vulnerable situation. It's I disagree. Not, you th you disagree with that? I disagree. I you, like, you like short shorts and tank tops and neon? I would happily wear those. Really? Yes. So that I think you would do very well in Thank this you. in this part of the contest because I think what Becca's looking for is who feels comfortable with themselves, feels comfortable in their own skin with their masculinity. I think that is what's being tested yeah. at this point in the competition. Absolutely. I'll, I'll be posting a picture of this. Uh, I'll share a picture of this on our Facebook and Twitter. Uh, the, the the outfits are very much what you're talking about. Short shorts. We're talking short neon uh, tank tops, which I think for some of the guys who are maybe on the shire side might be a little uh, revealing or, you know, uh, testing their ability to be comfortable in these situations. This, this to me, I bet it kind of feels like the uh, glow date that we had last season. Where it's right. just get, get, getting people out of their comfort zone, being physical and and silly and goofy and all that. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yes. not so much who wins the wrestling match, but who's having fun with it, who's That's mixing right. it up, who's That's right. taking full advantage of the opportunity. Yeah. And I'm not sure what celebrities would be able to get uh, into this situation. I don't know who who really steps out and is is uh, you know uh, appropriate to have in a trampoline type thing. Well, Rocky that... Colefield. Okay. He's a professional slam ball. Uh, that, that's okay. It could be we could see a Rocky Colefield uh, <laughs> cameo. I just made that up. I don't know who that, <laughs> I don't know who a professional <laughs> slam ball I athlete totally is. It. The only yeah. one I know is from uh the uh, the later seasons of One Tree Hill. Okay. Where one of the the guys <laughs> he broke his bat. Such a silly storyline, but he broke he he got he became a quadriplegic. Right, right. And then somehow he miraculously became better, but he couldn't go back to basketball. So he started playing slam Ball League. Oh. Okay. One Tree Hill, check it out. Season 12. <laughs> Another thing that I came across in college is, do you guys remember um, the Samuel L. Jackson movie, uh, one of his thousands of movie, Coach Carter? Yes. Yes. Where he plays a, motiv uh, a really motivating high school basketball coach, and it's coincidentally the Richmond, California area is, um, yes. is yes. where he coached and taught. Um, the real-life Coach Carter went on to coach Slam Ball, and, I, saw, <laughs> and I, I was watching Slam Ball in college one time, and it said, yeah, this is Coach Carter from the movie, and he's wearing a fedora and everything, nice. getting real into it, motivating his players on the Slam Ball court to really? get good grades, I suppose, and just wow. keep, dunking, keep dunking the ball. With get the all board. those Slam Ball scholarships they're throwing <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the Slam Ball scholarships that are available. Oh, and so, boy. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I, I mean, this guy, he, he had a, a whole major motion picture with Samuel and Channing Tatum, uh, from his story, maybe he, maybe he, this is a good opportunity for him to drop back and, right. and coach these guys That's up a good. little we bit. We know that we've already had one uh, confirmed cameo this season with Wayne Newton in Las Vegas uh, doing the singing competition. So who knows? It's like the field's still open for another one. Well, that's not unusual. Hey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. 
It's Tom Jones, but nice. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm just striking out left and right. There's a lot of fact-checking going on Tom Jones, Rocky Cofield. This, this episode. Potato, potato. Yeah. But yes, that's right. There is a singing competition coming up with Wayne Newton. Uh, I don't recommend watching that in high definition. No. Uh, based on, on what we know about uh, poor Wayne. Uh, but he does have an illustrious singing career uh, right. with Daka Shang rocking around the Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. He's a strip. He's a, he's a treasure of the Las Vegas strip, absolutely. Absolutely. And so with him being such a Las Vegas staple act what kind of song do you, what song do you think is the best song to sing it, well first of all is it are they writing their own songs no. or are they are they picking like so, karaoke style sort of a mix of mix of both of those so okay. what, what it is is they're writing their own lyrics to the tune of donka shane okay so i'm not sure which arrangement they'll be using uh, assuming pretty milk toast uh, you know uh, karaoke style arrangement i'm assuming they might have a live band who knows i haven't confirmed that but yes it's to the tune of donka shane so I mean, it's gonna have to be kind of croony anyway, a little uh, soppy. I, I, I know you hate him, but I think Banjo Brian's probably gonna come through with this one. But who knows? There might be some other songsters in the mix that we by don't a, know about. By a thread, I think he's the most inclined <laughs> in, the, in this. <laughs> he barely has more talent in this regard than anyone else mm. musically. So I guess he's got a little bit of an edge here. I think he's gonna expose himself for the lack of talent. You know what they say, if girl, I'm being Frank. You know what's the one instrument girls love more than a guitar? A, a banjo. banjo. Oh, that's true. That is a that is a saying I've heard before. <laughs> Yeah, Who said cool. that? Rocky Cofield? Rocky Cofield. How'd you know? Rocky Cofield said that. Yeah. I feel like the song has to go something like, Beck, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, Beck. Oh, someone's going to be thank, doing that. And then thank you for all the, and then whatever's true I to I guarantee that. you someone's going to do a Not Unusual parody. You think so? You think yeah. someone's going to yeah. mess it up that bad? They're going to be just like me. No, in front of the man? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I would. I'd come out Wayne like... Newton, they're going to have to correct someone. <laughs> Wayne Newton's going to have to correct someone that he's, in fact, not Tom Jones. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, hey, sorry, it's not me. Yeah. I think he's gonna have to correct people that he's not Tom Jones and he's not a reincarnation of Michael Jackson. To be frank Oof. with you, yeah, he's you know, hey, he's do he's an icon, he's an icon, he's an American icon. <laughs> but knowing that it's a so it's a mix of the Wayne Newton parody and of karaoke. What are some karaoke tips that you guys uh, have for the fellas going into this point in the competition? I got three words: confidence, confidence, and confidence. Yep. That's the only way to go about it. You know, it's it, it, whether you're down in uh, Koreatown in one of those single rooms or if you're in front of a big old party at a, at a saloon. The only way to do karaoke is with confidence. Right. Uh, anyone who doesn't come to with it with that is just going to be uh, heading home to Pasadena. Oh, right. And you say, and you and before we've talked about how she's a big fan of musical theater and, mus- and musical movies. Like those are her top five or all musical. Yeah, yeah, sister. So up. it's like basically, I mean, you, she's looking for somebody who who's willing to just like let their just be free and just have fun mm-hmm. and sing whenever they feel like it, or you know, just jump up on stage, and not be held back. Yeah. So yeah. anybody like any of those like wallflowers, they're going home. Yeah. Obviously, and Wall anyone who flowers. sings the Wallflowers, Bob Dylan's son's band, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're also gone. going home. <laughs> yeah, the, any Goo Goo Dolls covers, they're just not going to fly. And yeah. s- and speaking of uh, Becky K's favorite movies, one of her favorites is Gladiator, as we discussed. And with with Carriator, just like in the Coliseum, you got to win the crowd. That's mm-hmm. the key. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how well you sing; it matters how well you connect with the crowd, keep is. them involved, especially when the detrimental musical breaks come up. Yeah. That's why you can't sing something like uh, Magic Man by heart because there's like a half an hour oh, yeah. musical break. Oh yeah, a Wayward Son is a no no. There's a lot of uh, ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot of yeah, a lot of uh, Kiss of Death musical break songs yeah. that you need to be aware of. You need to have a song that's active the whole time yeah. and keeps the crowd active. Unless you can you. really do some air instruments, air guitar and whatnot. Uh, yeah, stay away from Stay Away to Heaven. And also, um, along the lines of Beckett's favorite things, uh, apparently she already has uh, one of her favorite contestants, according to reports. Zach, tell us a little bit that's about correct. this. That's uh, correct. This one's coming from the, the Inquisitor who reported on it first. Uh, it's a fella named Garrett. Oh, boy, this is a tough one. Yergorian. 
I'm going to say Yergoyen. We're going to go ahead and spell this out. It's Y-R as in Richard, I-G-O-Y-E-N. Why don't we just do what the show does and call him Garrett Y? Garrett Y <laughs> is probably going to be his name because I can't imagine uh, that many people, unless there's you know not another Garrett. But but based on what I'm hearing about him, it's Garrett, you're going to the fantasy suite because it looks that's like what it's sounding like. Yeah, because yes, it he's, looks like he's got a major leg up on some of the other people. He's here. been reported as at least getting a rose in public. Uh, I think something leaked in, in the Vegas, actually, the Vegas trip. It sounds like he may have, I don't know if it was a singing competition, but he really came through in one of the dates and that he's been spotted, uh, been rumored to be one of the front runners of this season, uh, one to watch for sure. Uh, he's an interesting guy. It seems like he's, he's got all the uh, intangibles and also just the, the background that we can assume Becca K would look for. Uh, mm -hmm. Last week when we had the Franklin sisters in here, they were saying you need like a, a strong, maybe competitive guy, athlete, but also someone who's vulnerable and sweet. Uh, we just have a picture of him. He looks fairly sweet, soft eyes, uh, but also... Uh, uh, played baseball as both a pitcher and infield at the University of Nevada, so he's got the jock aspect to himself as mm -hmm. well. Uh, was also uh, played at San Joaquin Delta College as a two-year starter. Um, this guy is pretty interesting because he comes from a rural part of California, Manteca, uh, which I believe means uh, oil, right, or butter. Oh, I believe. Well, uh, sign me up. I know where I'm going. That's right, Manteca, California. <laughs> Look out. Butter. Uh, he's six foot two. Like I said, played both baseball and football at Sierra High School in California, and be uh, baseball with the Wisconsin Woodchucks as well, a collegiate summer team. So he's been out to Wisconsin, so he knows the culture out in Minnesota and those kinds of things. So. He really does look. He's got everything I can see to, to break into her heart. But it, can he sing? Bust out in the musical. That's a good question. I, that's still to be seen. But uh, you know what? Hearing that he's a baseball player, though, I think that's a really encouraging sign for his game plan, for his ability as a one-on-one -on -one offensive player. Mm -hmm. Because a couple things about baseball: a, more than any other sport, it's a thinking man's game. Yeah. So you got to be an intellectual. You got to think about the matchups, what's coming next. You got to be on your toes. If he could play at the college level, then he must be good at that. And also, baseball is such a grind. It's a 162-game season yeah. at the professional level and similarly the bachelorette is a marathon you can't treat it like a sprint you got to yeah. pace yourself and know that the, uh see the light at the end of the tunnel and really pace yourself as you go yeah being Baseball able players to, know how to do that being able to keep his game up all throughout the dog days of summer is going to be a huge uh huge benefit to him another big benefit he has is that his family apparently uh where he's from is farmers so he grew up on a farm which is a big deal for becca k as you know a big fan of apple picking at her yeah. hometown and maybe for dates, becca m depending like on the farm that's right yeah <laughs> hey yo zinger hey yo but uh, yeah, I mean, definitely in hometowns, if he gets all the way to there, which we're presuming he will be, according to these reports, uh, that'll be a big leg up because she'll feel right at home. Well, I feel like I don't need to see the show now, guys. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> right. Yeah. The leaks are really coming through. I mean, big, Just big ups to uh, Reality Steve and the numerous clickbait uh, websites that we've been citing. But. Well, but, I, but look, as we said, it's a, it's a grind. You know, things can change so rapidly. I mean, remember how high we were on CN and the Lake Tahoe week and how high we were on Chelsea yeah. and the uh, Fort Lauderdale week. And then they disappeared out of thin air yeah. just one, less than one week later. Things can change on a dime. I do like his chances, though, A, because of the, the baseball athletic aspect and B also uh, he maybe wasn't born there but at least grew up some in uh, the Reno area or, or he... I believe Manteca California uh, looking it up is, is a few not too far from Reno and the Sierra Nevadas okay and uh, then, down one of the valleys and there. then he played college ball in, in right. the Reno area That's and I right. mean when you spend time in Reno I think it becomes instilled in you to be kind of a gambling man mm-hmm and I think that's what you need to be on this show. You need to be smart, but you need to recognize when opportunities are there and just go for it. Be bold. Maybe not on opening night. We talked about hanging back uh, in terms of going into the smoocherie on opening night. How it might be smarter to abstain in that situation. But moving forward, when you're the dealer, I think you like people who take chances. He seems like a guy who's going to step in and take a chance and isn't afraid of the moment. Yeah. 
I agree. I agree fully. Uh, it's, it's curious to see. Uh, one thing, though, one front runner, I just want to step on your toes a bit here, Michael, that sure. we had uh, the, in, the, in the five men who came out during the after the final rose ceremony to say hello to Becca. One of the first people we saw out was named Lincoln, and we all loved Lincoln. Yeah. Right? We all really enjoyed his presence, uh, the way that he kind of uh, treated Becca with a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very sweet and also kind of derided Ari for his dumb choices at the end of the season. <laughs> uh, big news about Lincoln, guys. Yeah, British accent, charming guy, had a great uh, a speech that was evocative of his ability as an isolation offensive player, even though maybe did it was a little long-winded, did go a little bit past the, bu- the buzzer, right, yeah. but still a very effective speech, really charming. What could go wrong, right? Well... Well, so I got a report here. It's, 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 I haven't fully verified this report uh, to my liking. The sources are kind of mixed. Uh, but initially it came out with College Candy that took the story off of a Reddit post that seemed to have gotten a lot of uh, pickup on social media. What it was is that a few people apparently in his hometown, I believe in the UK, um, he used to work for a branch of Oracle, which is I think it was like a Viacom type company mm-hmm. out there in the UK. And apparently a number of his coworkers recognized him from the uh, trailers of the show and from the After the Rose ceremony as the floor pooper. So apparently at his old job, he used to poop on the floor in the bathroom. So what he would do apparently is instead of using the toilet... Um, in a regular fashion, he would stack toilet paper on the ground and then defecate on the toilet paper, said toilet paper, and then oh, flush wow. that toilet paper. And a number <laughs> well, of people I, caught I him doing told, this. I was told, I, I, I think I read it where he actually leaves it on the ground. That's what he I heard leaves. as well. There was some reports of him so maybe, leaving it for the custodians yeah, to pick up. It, yeah. But I also read it, yeah. It's, but here's the thing. I tested this out today at work. How'd it go? <laughs> well, it's it was very difficult. Now, see, the stalls are very tiny. Now, I don't know what kind of stalls they have in the UK, but here in America, our stalls only fit one size, and that's uh, the toilet bowl and your feet. Now, unless he's doing it where your feet sit, that's disgusting, and I can see why people would be outraged, because then you're not really, you can't really use the toilet bowl. Oh, I see uh, what you're saying. Just, but yeah. unless it was for the handicap, he must have used a handicap well, that's stall. an issue all of its own, you know, just in terms of uh, whether or not that's appropriate, which it is most no, definitely not, not. appropriate. What if Absolutely. a handicapped person has no. to, but well, if, usually handicapped stalls are much bigger, so you have more room to squat. Right. Uh, mind you, I did not actually defecate on the floor, I just... Did the, the the act right? Right, of course, of course. Just some some detective work. Of course. Yeah. But if a handicapped person isn't there, those stalls are the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Why not take advantage of, of it? Those, oh, those I mean, are well, amazing. Yeah, it's frowned upon in most places, but uh, I use it. Know, this is not know. a yeah. This oh, is boy. not a curb your enthusiasm episode. Oh this no, is, no, right. this is real life. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes when you gotta go, and that's the only stall that's available. You partake. I mean, yeah, it's it's a gray area for sure. <laughs> and to be clear, so it's two unnamed sources who are apparently former co-workers of Lincoln, but they are unnamed at this time. Uh, so we don't want this to become uh, a case of he shat, she shat, uh, <laughs> right. and make it clear that it is still a rumor at this point. But if it is true that Lincoln has been leaving behind Lincoln Logs at his former job, and this comes to light during the competition, is this the end of him? What do you think, Sam? Well, I mean, it's tough, man, because I yeah, I feel like it would have to come out in the house. Uh, I mean, if you think you, sharing a, a office bathroom is gross, try sharing a bathroom with twenty five other guys. Yeah, no, right. it's disgusting. No. Yeah, the it's Calabasas filthy. Mansion I know is pretty big, but you can't have more than three bathrooms in there. Oh I'm my assuming. god, yeah. no, not at all. So oh I mean, he must. I mean, unless he's holding it in the entire time, which that's a huge problem on its own. No, There's some boy. mental issues. Mental issues. Yeah. I mean, the thing that is going to, I think, make it a deal with me is if it comes out during the season, which I'm presumably it will, it's got enough traction now that we're picking it up, that 
he is a floor pooper, but it's not um, it's not completely shown to be true or, you know, it's just said to be rumor. If it comes up, how is he going to handle it? If he's going to laugh it off as like a silly thing that happened and maybe it'll make him endearing a little bit or if he gets very defensive about it. And uh, and if it is true, how, that, how that's going to go over in the general public, uh, much like we had the glam shaving controversy of last season, uh, mm-hmm. if, if floor pooping is going to be something that people uh, get poop behind. Shaming. Yeah, poop sh- if, if he's gonna, it's going to be his hill to die on, his poopy hill to die on. Mm. Yeah. I am concerned about him from a coaching standpoint, the fact that this even came to light and wasn't yeah. fixed at some point. Because he, uh, it, whether you're a bachelorette contestant or a politician, you've got to keep your skeletons in the closet. You've got to get someone to fix that for you. That's a lack of coaching when you're not able to do that and this stuff comes to light but if it does come out he's gonna be okay yeah he's gonna be okay and i'll tell you why because if he did this at his job at oracle and was able to keep that job that means he can talk his way out of anything that is a good point he has his charm to maneuver any sticky situation that is a good point these two people who've caught him supposedly doing it red-handed i mean they saw him in the flesh pooping onto a pile of toilet paper if he can get through all that and be red-handed what'd he eat that uh, right (laughs) Uh, (laughs) if he can walk out of that with those people still calling themselves to be friends and still uh, you know fellow employees at this place and oracle is a massive corporation it's not like you know a mom and pop place that he's got some sort to inroads it. I mean, the the HR department there, I'm sure, would not put up with that sort of thing unless you had a real silver tongue. Yes, yeah. or unless you could make up for it in quantifiable ways. Yeah, he might be. Re- he's got to be real good at his job to be able to poop on the floor. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. What do you think, Sam? Does he have uh, Does he have any chance? Or do you I think mean, it's you, the death of him? You make a good point. I think. Uh, I mean, I personally would be. I wouldn't be so upset that the act of it. I would be more upset that he leaves it on the floor for other people to clean. Right. Up. Yeah. That's what really irks my gert. You know, I just don't like him creating a mess for other people to deal with. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, this totally sets him up as a villain. It's so inconsiderate and it's really discouraging from a competition standpoint. But I mean, if he's looking at it selfishly, I think it's going to be okay. It could be, uh, it could be like a crystal. And by the way, out of all the women from last season, who do you think is the most likely to be a four blue? I, no, I would say Crystal. Yeah, yeah. Without you think Crystal would be a four blue? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's a fitness coach, protein packed diet. Yeah, that's right. Plus, she's a sociopath too. Yeah. There's, there's no, she's there's no holding back. Yeah, there. those minus the squatty potty. You, know, you, got you know, I would say Annalise. You know, because she probably had a tragic moment uh, <laughs> <laughs> thing in the I mean, toilet. She's like, when I was young, I fell in the toilet. Yeah, they edited out never, the black yeah. and white toilet reenactment. I feel like Annalise is the most likely to have been holding it in for her all. Yeah, just be so devastated that she never wants to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, we hope uh, that you'll want to do it again with us this week. Uh, we're at the Ruby Studios, which uh, we yeah. do this every week here uh, with Trevor Reese on the ones and twos. Right. Uh, we love to be here. It's so much fun for us. Uh, and we see that you're starting to tune in, and we really appreciate it. You've been checking us out on Twitter at Bachelor's Own Pod. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Uh, keep it up. We see you guys chiming in. We are seeing your questions on Twitter, uh, and we love it. And we're going to talk about it on the air the, the more that they come in. Uh, so thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next week for Zachary Pike and Samuel Horowitz, the czar. I'm Michael Wally, and this is The Bachelor Zone.